selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Celebrity Book Club. Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone, and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets, we won't talk. Celebrity Book Club. No boys are allowed. Celebrity Book Club. Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. Hey, hey best, best friend. friend. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? You look literally amazing and young and fresh. Thank you. Yeah, don't I look so relaxed? <laughs> yeah, you look really <laughs> relaxed and cool. Those are some really baggy-ass cargos you're wearing today. Uh, hell yes. I'm just sort of like evoking <laughs> hip-hop silhouettes. <laughs> Early 2000s hip-hop silhouettes. Um, I love that time. It was really fun. Um, no, obviously, I'm super exhausted from our crazy weekend in Las Vegas, which we'll be talking about on the VIP <laughs> Lounge. VIP Lounge, bitch. Um, and you can hear all about the late-night magic show that I went to um, that I know you're jealous that you didn't I get know. to see. <laughs> And let's just say this, it was naughty. <laughs> and you'll be hearing about, yes, Martha Stewart's restaurant, yes, our show in Vegas, Yes, the gay rodeo. These are all things we're going to be covering the VIP lounge. Just just to do that housekeeping. Yeah, just a quick little bit of housekeeping. Also on housekeeping, please buy tickets to our shows in Chicago and London on October 18th. Yeah, bitch. If you're British. If you're British or if you're like an expat living in London or Manchester or Leeds. Right. If you're in Leeds, hop down on the on the metro train, darling. It's not that far. Um, Your cargos make me think of one of the best episodes of television ever the show about Allie Hilfiger and her friend Rich, Rich Girls. Girls and when her friend what was her name? Jamie Lynn Glisher. <laughs> <laughs> 
everyone's always Jamie Lynn, Jamie Lynn Sopranos, and it's like meta, you know, it's no, like... No, there's an original Jamie Lynn. <laughs> That's Jamie Lynn And it's Blisher. the bigger one from Rich Girls. <laughs> and she talked about how... What was it? She was talking about the origin of cargoes and how it was there made for poor people to carry things because they don't have bags. Right, because they like work in the fields. And then she was just like, why would I wear cargoes? Like, I don't work outside or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to like carry things in my pants. <laughs> I'm not poor, creepy. <laughs> Sketchy. But you know who is poor or was and was grew up poor. really poor grew and had a really po- tough childhood? Right. You know him. You love him. He's one of the best-selling artists of all time. He's also one of the illest lyricists. Some people say one of the best rappers, if not the best rapper of all time. Of course. Controversial. Of course, we're talking about none other than... Marshall Mathers. Slim, shady. Or as you may know him, Eminem. Eminem. And we read his New York Times best-selling book, The Way way I I Am. Am. So this came out in like 2008. 2008, yeah. yeah. And I was stomping to the studio, listening to The Way I Am, which is really his angry I'm famous track. Yeah, there's a couple of those. I mean, he has a lot of those. I mean, I feel like every musician, Taylor, reputation, everyone needs a full album or multiple to be like... I'm famous and I'm mad at people and I can't and, go outside and, and, and and everybody wants something from me. I mean that's right. what Billie Eilish's whole second album is about. That's what like all of Taylor Swift's albums is about. Like Britney Spears' piece of me. You know, it's a common theme. Celebrity. Celebrity. Wants you. So yeah, this book is written and it was written. And it was written by him. No, I mean it's definitely his voice. I will say so it's somewhere between a book and a coffee table book. Lot of photos. Well, did you read the part about halfway through when he was just like, I hate to read? <laughs> yeah, was like, when they sent him the script for 8 Mile, he was just like, well, first of all, like, I'm not reading, reading that because I hate to read. <laughs> but then he was like, because he was like, I don't, if something doesn't have pictures in it, I'm not, like, I ain't reading I'm it. not reading Fuck that, that shit. He was like, but finally I got around to reading the first few pages and I was like, wait a minute, this slaps. <laughs> but also, I do want to be in this movie. <laughs> that, <laughs> That's just also like a like, movie about, about his life. <laughs> I mean, that is how I need to make a movie. Just someone sends you a script about your own life and you finally <laughs> yeah, get out to read like, it and you're like, you know what? this is dope. This chick is mad hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this so, bitch is hysterical. Yeah, it's like, so he sits down with Proof, his best friend who did pass. And this book is really an ode to Proof. I know, it's so vulnerable. And so like the very, the book starts out with this big, like you know, just dedication and memoriam to this, his rapper friend, part of his crew, the person he really credits with, like, getting him out there in the scene and encouraging him to go to those first rap battles. Those battles, man. And you, I mean, you know it. We were in Detroit at the same time. Oh, I know. You know, Detroit was wild. I mean, you think it's a war zone now. Damn, you should have been there in 92. Eminem is, yes, he's a rapper, but he's also, like, the original, like, jackass He's such a... Because he's such a prankster. He's such a prankstanker. Pr- prank a prankstanker. Well, I was about to say my favorite photo in this book is him as a crank yanker's character. Oh, yeah. That's he, something I might want to frame. Like, well, when I saw that, like, when I saw crank yankers, I knew I had to do it because me and my Uncle Ronnie would always be prank, prank calling people, like, calling them. And <laughs> we were just like, we call people, tell them they were their doctor and they had herpes. <laughs> right. Which is so, so you. literally yeah. me in high school doing the thing for Mean Girls where you call a girl and say your Planned Parenthood. And, um, so you call, no, you call called a girl's, a girl's mother. I called a girl's mom. <laughs> At like 10 in the morning. <laughs> and we're like, hello, uh, this is Cindy from Planned Parenthood, Dadam. Uh, 
Jenna. Yeah. Can you have Jenna give us a call? Her test results are in. That was well. I kept it really short. Just like was did you say the test results are in, or did you say the pregnancy test? No, I said her test results are in. You know, keep it vague. Oh, okay. I mean, again, I was literally just copying the scene in Mean Girls. Like it wasn't really that original. I'm not going to say that I was like a genius prankster. Thank you for giving that to Tina Fey. No, no. I mean, honestly, and this is how a lot of comedians get their start. Like they just copy other other (laughs) comedians. I was doing a Tina Fey bit. Anyway, yes, I was ultimately um, suspended from school for two days for that prank. We went to a fucking bitch-ass private school. Anyway, the point is... The point is Eminem had a rough... You had a rough childhood. Well, I guess separately point from that also, though, is like, because you were talking about the way I am, like, his anger, and he gets into his anger issues in this book, but like, I feel like there's two Eminem, like songs there's like the really angry songs the way i am all the ones where he's like i'm cutting up cam and i'm gonna rape her dead body parts and you're like and and everything is always just like raping my dead Dead grandmother's cousin and then digging her up and raping her again or it's like his really hilarious songs that are just like my bum is on your face yeah like 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 I think, like, My Name Is and, like, and Without Me, like, his biggest hits are just, like, so comical and, like... So or even ma- the skits. Yeah, all the skits, which is, like, a common thing in, like, every rap album I feel like has so many skits, but, like, he's really being, like, so kooky. And all those songs, I feel like, have so many, like, pop culture references in them. It's just, like, like Pam and Tommy just burst in the door, first and before, they were all on the floor, you know, it's, well, like... Well, the whole Christina thing. Yeah, Christina, and... better switch me chairs so I can sit next to Carson Daly and Fred Durst. Like, And then, of course, in... The My Name Is video, he has legendary. Oh, Kathy Griffin Kathy is Griffin. in that video, yeah. yeah. No, because, you know, he, and like that and you was... gotta watch, <laughs> you gotta check out her DV, her 2000 DVD, allegedly, where she talks about shooting that video. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, And she was like, he was very polite. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he was just being so, like, polite boy, and she's yeah. like, okay, so I'm sitting there, I'm pulling up a chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but he has his, like, high school jackass prankster, like, him and his friend would just, like, go around shooting paintballs and, like, being so silly. And then he has the side of him that's, like, classic, like, so, like, just angry white boy. And But he calls himself out, I would say, throughout this book. It is very self-aware. And I am so angry and, like, I know I need to calm down and, like, I'm a dad now and, like, but some things, like, still make me pop off. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that he's, like, I definitely, he's still just, like, a pretty angry person. He's not, like, laughing at anything and he was just, like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have gotten so mad at Triumph the Insult Comic Dog, but, like, sorry I hadn't heard of him. We (laughs) have to talk about the MTV Awards. Let's just skip to that for a second. So, the infamous time where he wins the award and, like, basically Triumph the Insult Dog gets, like, in his face. Well, because he had this beef with, like, both Mo- Moby and, and I guess, Christina, Christina Aguilar at this time. And, like, Moby had called him out for being homophobic because, like, Moby is so annoying. This is Moby the classic is the Moby. Most... Moby, like... But Moby wasn't even, like, involved. It was basically, like, he talked about Christina because he was being so Limp Bizkit, Eminem era of just, like, fucking fuck pop music. I'm not a pop musician. Yeah, I mean, well, Eminem was also, like, being so embarrassing and just, like... He was also being so adbusters. And so, so <laughs> adbusters and just being, like, I'm not in sync. I'm not yeah. Christina Aguilera, okay? I'm not trying to be popular. That whole era... And it's, like, well, your songs have hooks in them. And it's just, like, you're on MTV as much and like on the yeah. same channel. And also like Christina Aguilera is also an artist and is like coming up with concerts for videos just like you are. So walk it back. Literally. And also was being like so 
sex positive in Thank a way you. that no one else was at that time and right. was like not being an I'm an NSYNC Britney virgin. Yeah. She was just like, yes, I do have sex. Yeah. Easy target for Eminem. Absolutely. Back so, when we didn't even have a word for, for slut that. shaming. So, thank you. We didn't thank even you. have the vocabulary to so, describe. Moby's vegan ass, of course, I feel like is trying to be so like male savior and being like, actually, don't talk about Christina's body I mean, he's that like way. the original, like most annoying star guy ever of just being like, I invented veganism. And Ugh, he's so annoying. You know, he got beat up by a hardcore crew in Boston <clears throat> called FSU. Well, Personally, I don't think violence is ever the answer. And so let me just say to Moby, I'm sorry on behalf of my city that that (laughs) happened to you. And it was on Lansdowne Street. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, hands down, man. Things can get pretty crazy over there. DJing or something. And obviously, like, I will say this, like, I do love Moby's music. Oh. As an electronica. I mean, it's also so global top 50. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) As an electronica fan. I'd say if you, Desert Island, there's a Christina CD, a Moby CD, and the Marshall Mathers LP. <laughs> well, I'm probably <laughs> putting on the Moby CD. I'm on a desert island. Yeah. You're just like walking around being like, oh, welcome to the South Side. Yeah, Ooh. like I, wa- I want to hear like those lush strings. And Marshall, I feel like that's kind of getting sandy. Well, yeah, it's getting too sandy. I mean, the thing about Marshall, I was just blasting on the way here and like, yeah, I felt like a same. badass. No, same. I was like, Lily, why aren't you listening to his full albums more? Yeah. My man's got flow. Okay, so anyway, so they're at the Mo- MTV, the MTV Awards, and then Triumph Thinks Little Comic Dog is like doing this bit with Moby, um, where he's being like, "Yeah, like I fuck women, and like <laughs> Moby does not get any women because he's gross and bald, and he's you know sort of doing that classic bit." Um, if you don't know him, he's a puppet that's on the Conan <laughs> O'Brien show that smokes a cigar. It's ridiculous. Get it? He's he's a dog, but he's. But he talks. But he talks. And he insults. So then the dog, like, tries to come up to Eminem. And, and Eminem literally Eminem is so, so angry. angry. And he's with his, like, full entourage. And he's just like, get that out of my face, man. Get that out of my face. And then they have to just, like, cut away and be like, and now Christina Aguilera presenting the award. And he's just and like. And then he goes up and, and he, he gets the, the award. award. Yeah. And then he goes backstage. And there's just a cooler of drinks. And he goes, yeah. And first I asked anyone if they wanted a water. No one wanted a water. So I picked the entire cooler up and I threw it against the wall. And then he's like, yeah, no, I was like really angry. And like, I just still don't know why that puppet made me so mad. But like, also, that's just such an amazing sense. He goes, but with everything, Moby, Christina, the puppet, it was but, all too much. No, it was it's too like, much. And then he keeps saying it again. He was like, a puppet. A puppet. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, clearly but you're it, still it's like. It's a little out. bit also him thinking the puppet is it's like real. A real. I think person. so. Because <laughs> like, he's like, those fucking puppet people. <laughs> so that's where you're just like, I'm not sure how self aware he is. But I do like that he asked if anyone wanted a water before he kind of made the water undrinkable by dumping the cooler out. He's like, no, I, I actually like, um, which it's like he's goes to his personality. He's like, yeah, I'm going to be like polite. And if anyone's thirsty, they will get water. But puppets yeah. <laughs> don't fuck with me. Yeah. he He's like a considerate badass. There's. Also, the time where on the set of Eight Mile, like, the director really wants him to, like, pet this horse and they shoot this whole Wait, horse that was scene. so funny. He was like, bitch, I'm not petting this horse. Yes. <laughs> Wait, and I wrote down. That's too gay. <laughs> there was some weird shit in Eight Mile, too. 
I fought tooth and nail and won to get this scene with the horse out of the fucking movie because it made no sense whatsoever. Jimmy gets in a fight with his mother and takes his little sister next door to the babysitter. Then he sits down and starts crying, just thinking about his life. But then he turns around and get this, he sees a horse. As in one of those horses, the cops ride through the city and shit. Like just (laughs) describing to us what a horse is. He sees this horse in a junkyard. He doesn't know why it's there. He walks up and starts petting it. Now, there's something about horses and the way they throw their heads up. They jerk their heads around out of fucking nowhere. Curtis kept telling me to grab the reins and pet it. But the horse was doing this crazy head jerky movement. And I thought, any minute this motherfucker is going to lift his head up and bust my fucking jaw. Horses in me we don't get on too well. I wouldn't fuck with a horse. <laughs> if a horse dissed me, I wouldn't say anything back. <laughs> Where he's like, if you're a puppet, I will diss you back. But if you're a horse, no, that's where I'll fall back. Like, you're a badass and like... Ultimately, he thinks puppets and horses are people, <laughs> which is actually like very egalitarian and like beautiful of him. And he treats everyone with yes, the respect. same amount of respect. I mean, puppets, animals, humans. At like... the same time, if you know, I'm shooting a movie about my life that someone else wrote, right? With tons of triggering scenes of my crazy childhood, your insane childhood growing up on the wrong side of the tracks in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and you know the director Ben Stiller says to me, <laughs> "Lily, you have to go pet this horse." And it's just like they're big animals. Yeah, they're. I I might be also afraid to just. I love the idea of this horse like wandering <laughs> in like <laughs> Porter <laughs> Square. <laughs> You're on mass app, clop, clop. <laughs> you're like getting off the tee and you're like, oh my God, what is this beautiful steed? <laughs> Perhaps you can provide me solace in my difficult, difficult life. No, the kids as at a, my private middle school like me. As a 14-year-old alternative. <laughs> I was looking for some Slim Shady merch today on... Um, ebay.com sure yeah just to kind of see what not to buy just to see what it's going for at some point you're going to need to admit to our listeners that you own stock in ebay (laughs) (laughs) like how much you promote them (laughs) i'm like oh oh no just dividends of uh 9.2 percent yeah (laughs) uh, every try year every every trimester (laughs) um so his dolls are going for like a hundred to two hundred dollars obviously you went right to the dolls (laughs) i went the doll i looked up hats actually first for just like very because i feel like baby blue was so eminem's color yes absolutely absolutely and i remember in college i really wanted my style for a while to be not so Eminem, just a little bit Eminem. Mm-hmm. And I went to like Lens Crafters. I was due for a new pair of glasses. And I was like, I want my glasses to be like Eminem going to court. Mm-hmm. That style. Kind of frameless, little rectangles. And they told me my prescription was too thick to get frameless. Yeah, ultimately. They, they, they got to <laughs> wedge those puppies in somehow. So I got these wire frame ones. And they just ended up like more Santa than Slim. I mean, I think part of his look is that it's like when you have the short, short peroxide hair. Yeah. Like then the frameless is being more like trailer trash and hot in this way. But then. I feel like it wasn't working with my pompadour. But then I was like also doing like big baby blue t-shirt, but pompadour, but Santa glasses. Yeah, that look is really chaotic. (laughs) And probably like acid wash jeans and like huge sneakers. Yeah. I 
do love Eminem style, and I do think that he's an icon. His style is pretty dope. Well, okay, so one thing I learned in this book, which was so cool, mm-hmm. um, was the whole the peroxide story. Oh yeah. It's... So the reason he has his signature look of the dyed blonde hair, which is like what he had through his whole period of like superstardom, was he was high on ecstasy. Honey. Yeah, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah, he was tripping balzut. And he was like, yeah, I'm just going to like go into this like store and buy peroxide. A 7-Eleven picked up some cheap over the counter. Bottle blonde. But that's, you know, it goes to show you signature looks. Yeah, it could be everything. And sometimes they don't have to be planned by the suits. Thank you. By Christina Aguilera's managers. I wonder if pink was like similarly cavalier Mm. with when she first dyed her hair pink. And then had to just, like, have her name be pink for the rest of her career. His relationship with Kim, let's get into it. The wife. Um, The wife. And now ex-wife. Now ex-wife, yeah. Um, He kind of was, like, not mentioning her that much and just being like, at that time, like, Kim and I were already living, like, in the trailer. And then we moved into her parents' attic and, like, Haley was already born. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, the book, you know, it doesn't go in classic memoir way. kind of starts out with proof and then talks about the battles. Classic toxic masculinity though where it's just like there's no romance at all it's like really no. it's just it's a very homoerotic book it's just about him and his boys that's, okay, that's and he I was loves like... proof so much his, this, his like best friend who got murdered and it's just like I mean that relationship seems so romantic and he spends kind of the whole book saying he's not homophobic yeah he spends a lot of time in there and then you're like wait so how did you and Kim meet who we've heard about in every song right I mean I'm sure Kim was like don't fucking talk shit about me in your book or I'm going to slice your neck and I'm going to rape your body parts yeah, in your sleep. Maybe she I did. imagine Kim is a tough... A tough cookie. A tough cookie. I mean, I kind of think she's like around town and that's how they met. I don't think they like met any harmony. <laughs> I guess I was like, what's kind of the like story that's... I guess that's in a mile. It's, it's just in a mile. Like they were at the gas station. He bought her a 40 and they like sat on his porch while he was rapping with his boys and she was just like I'm going inside and he was like okay I'm gonna like cool. freestyle for another hour and a half with like my best friend whose dick I want to suck and like drink more 40s <laughs> and then I mean he talks a lot about his children and it's it really reminded me of Matthew McConaughey in that way where he's like I felt even more like a man when I had my kid yeah. and just like I felt so strong holding Haley in my arms and like my arms were so strong from like mopping because he was mopping and flipping burgers because so like early in his career yeah because he like has the kids so like way before he's famous he's like 17 I think um, he's still in school and he's like and I wasn't with my mom and like it was so cool of he is still being just so teen he's like it was so dope of Kim's mom to like let us stay in her attic. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, that is dope. Of is dope. No, I mean, the gratitude is really beautiful. Okay, to the gay stuff, may I read this part about him with him, his views and relationship with Elton John? Believe it or not, it was my idea oh, okay. to perform with Elton. I was thinking, what would really shock people and ultimately bring them together? Elton and me, we're friends. He got married to another man. He's gay. And we're <laughs> friends. And who cares? 
At our rehearsal for the Grammys, he went off about the people who were against me. I think it's hard for some people to understand that for me, the word faggot has nothing to do with sexual preference. I meant something more like assholes or dickheads. When people got all up in arms about it, I started to use it more just to piss them off even worse. But I'm not in a position to really comment on this stuff because I'm not gay. And ultimately, who you choose to be in a relationship with and what you do in your bedroom is your business. It's like, okay, okay no one asked. No one asked. That He's like, like, yeah, no, I started using the word faggot more because like if piss pee off that's what I do I'm I'm angry and I like to rattle people but also I'm not gay and like actually do you I support love is love Elton pronouns yeah it, <laughs> it gets like so press release by the end and you're like I guess the publicist was just like and he, you should need to say like and ultimately I am not in a position to comment on this because I'm totally not gay at all even though what being gay technically is is when you are married to a man and, and you have are... sex in your bedroom with another with man a... that's what I've heard by rumor is what being <laughs> gay is <laughs> but I would obviously never partake because that is not my lifestyle and I do love my voice okay but I was watching Elton John on the Graham Norton show oh <laughs> <laughs> getting ready for our London show getting ready for the London show in the Eminem book and he said that Eminem sent him and his husband cock rings for their wedding Wait, that is... Isn't that so dope? So I'm like, you are not homophobic. But also, that's just so celebrity to send, like, an oh, expensive kind of revolved <laughs> yes. gift. I just, like, that's so... Like, the most celebrity story to me is when Natalie Portman was, like, talked about how on the set of Closer, Julia Roberts sent her a necklace that said, cunt. Oh, my <laughs> God. I forgot about that. It's just, like, celebrities are so sending gifts through their assistants. Yeah. So, so you think Elton that John maybe... was being like, we're friends, okay? Like, we talk all the time. He sent me cock rings. Like, he's ridiculous. He's a total prankster. But I do feel like M and Proof, I don't think they've... I think they've, it's just like maybe a jerked off scenario. Yeah, I don't after know. After like they, throwing paintballs. I feel like they, excuse me, have not explored each other's but days, but I do think that there is just an intense homoeroticism that's never been acted on. Oh, do you think it's just they're not jerking off in the same room? It's just they're watching porn together and like smoking blunts? Yes. I think they're definitely watching porn. Like, because I mean, you know, this was. 96 they're throwing on tapes right throwing tapes and maybe just being like damn yeah look at this slut like look at how she sucks dick i love this bitch like i yeah like nice that's nice toss yeah she got some nice nails look at her <laughs> night i love her nails and it was like yeah dude she's ask got- for days let's go throw paintballs and buy more bleach blonde yeah dye. yeah and they're just like knocking back 40s on their big leather chairs in their carpeted basement Sounds watching like porn. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Watching some dope-ass porn. But, yeah, I don't think he has gone there. And then there's that part later on when he's talking about how he, like... His like, two personalities? Oh, you think one of them is, like, one of them's... Gay. Well, first of all, he has that gay alter ego, Ken... Cat, Ken yeah. Kadif. <laughs> who, like, Who's appears... Very, I feel like... Ken Paves. It's very <laughs> Ken Paves, and he like appears on something. There's this like whole skit with him on, oh, I forget the song, but it's like, there's like a two minute skit at the beginning that's his gay character just being like, Yeah, honey, you want me to come over and suck you, Ty? I melt in your ass, not in your hands, baby. Well, that era, I feel like, is like that also SNL era of like people loved doing like gay guy characters. Yes, 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 yes. Do you remember we heard that gossip from a gay guy that Harrison Ford's go-to joke 
was just to like do a really like '90s gay guy impression. Yes, I do and remember to be that like, gossip. Yes, honey. <laughs> and that is funny. <laughs> and Callista's like, oh, and she goes, oh, Harrison, Harrison. And goes again with his gay guy impression. <laughs> <laughs> He's eighty, being like, pass the crystal, bitch. <laughs> Oh, he sounds so chill. <laughs> you referring to this not other that par- alter ego? I know this other part where he's like, "There's two sides. Like people don't know the real me. Like there's angry me, there's dad me, and then there's like the homophobic trickster. Guess that's me." And he's kind of like down on himself for people oh, thinking right, he's, he's homophobic. Well, he's saying like, yeah, because there's Marshall who's like a nerd and like Eminem who's really serious and like sober. And then there's like Slim Shady who's like homophobic and like drunk. The prankster. Yeah. Also, okay, so since this book is more coffee table, there's a photo of the most serious 90s lesbian protesting outside of like the music video awards who's being so like huge jeans, like oh my God. t-shirts. And this big glad tee. <laughs> And like the Elton John glasses and her her big lanyard. <laughs> we her, must her stop fe- the Marshall Mathers LP. Her festival badge. This yeah. is not okay. There is no place for bigotry in the rap industry. <laughs> okay, wait. This wait. there's a, this other sign that's like it's a photo of like Eminem or it's drawing of Eminem, and it's like the bad words coming out of his mouth, and it says "Stop the hate," and the words are. Les homosex and fag. <laughs> I was great because there, there's that one song where he says he's like, every girl I dated turned out to be a les. Oh, right. Like, <laughs> there were so many songs in the late 90s and early 2000s that I think were actually mostly ska songs, but some rap songs too that were all about like guys dating girls who turned out to be lesbians. It was a big fear. She's got a girlfriend now. Da 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 da. Well, because I feel like lesbianism was like kind of new in the right. 90s. Right, it was like hot. So, so it was, it was like, like a hot new threat. I mean, remember Ro- uh, Ross on Friends, you know. <laughs> do, oh, do I remember Ross? You, know, you mean and, my best friend? And like Ross is sort of like one of the like Original canonical angry. like angry nerd cucks of the 90s. And he was this like cuck role model. And it's like, you know, the biggest like blow to his masculinity was his first wife becoming a lesbian. And like Carolyn that, and Susan, you know, so implanted in the public imagination and the imagination of the American male. And Susan was being so like, I roll men and then yeah. like this super skirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were, I mean, yeah, they were always. And it was like high time of also like hot chicks leaving you for like other hot chicks yeah. too. Fuck, dude. Celebrity Book Club. This episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess, you stumbled down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. (laughs) There are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. 
ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com slash book club and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find NBook, a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. Two other gay things. So, well, one his one of his adopted children is now Stevie and goes by he she they. (laughs) (laughs) This is recently. This is this year. Wait, who is? So there's Haley. Haley, but then he mentions he has two other kids, and he was like, "Yeah." So Haley is his like daughter with Kim, and now you know she has the podcast now, and she's she's literally trying to be like the most bland call call her daddy because i looked her up on instagram and she's so cheesy she's like... so, she has a podcast that's called a little bit shady oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's her being like okay what's the weirdest thing you've ever done on a date and it's, and it's just like and it's like the most like the it's just so like she looks like she's in like Kristen cavallari's like garage like it's just like everything is that like photoshop like lavender, like candles but there's like not that much decoration there's like one hat in the back that says vibes and then like and she's <laughs> wearing a hat that just says shady like in the uncommon james font <laughs> but like new right new uncommon. very very new uncommon and she's like wearing like so- six pounds of makeup and it's just being like wow this week guys your stories were a little shady <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to just be Haley and to like be, be wrapped about daughter. <laughs> yeah, be Eminem's daughter and then you just come out with like mm, a semi like not saucy pod about <laughs> dating <laughs> Okay, wait. So who's so the, like, then there's like son? Hannah or like Elena, and she's like Kim's daughter. She had with like a now dead tattoo artist, and then there's Stevie who was like Alana or something, and she's just like, and she's Kim's sister's daughter who like couldn't they like and Eminem oh, adopted he her because he's like yeah like and like they all call me daddy yeah. and like one of them's the niece and one of them's the other uh, daughter and it's very like he's the only successful one in the family so he's taking everybody in yeah in his big big house in Detroit. and i feel like cam was like in jail and he was like having them all on set on eight mile and actually being like, a was, really good dad why was kim in jail not to pry i remember her going to jail i don't know exactly why i feel like it was like assault or wire fraud right and you know what and <laughs> not our business and not our business and on this pod you're not gonna learn because this isn't a celebrity gossip pod this is a literary criticism we're, pod. Yeah, we're not here we're here to talk about commas and we're not here to talk about why kim went to jail but anyway stevie is now stevie and not like hannah or whatever and is just like being so like fairy anime non-bine like blonde hair okay anime Abby. but like doing a talk talk with there's like 
flowers and filters. Right. Of and then they, he, she called out Eminem for like not telling them that they were adopted until like later mm. and then deleted the post. Interesting. Okay. So I feel like they are going through some things. Um, as they are want to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, and Eminem said he is totally supportive of them (laughs) that's awesome that he supports his daughter because whatever they does in their bedroom is their business literally sounds like they're not doing that much (laughs) in their bedroom other than Than, like making a tiktok making a tiktok (laughs) about how they were adopted and they needed to know earlier okay two other gay things one when he mentions that he um is always in his front yard with naked with a chainsaw And he was like, I'm just like anybody else. Like, I'm trimming my hedges with a chainsaw naked in the middle of the morning. Like, that's me. But then he also was like, yeah, I won't be shirtless in front of my daughters because, like, oh, I have a tattoo that's just rot into wait, pieces. That was insane. And he was like, and, like, Alana is, like, not old enough to know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> to, like, read my insane tattoos. <laughs> um, okay. And then the other good thing was, this was insane. This was actually a reveal. That my name is his first big hit. The like reason he's famous. The sample, oh, the main yeah, oh sample my... of that song, was from a song by a gay South African activist. <laughs> that was insane. <laughs> and then the gay activist wanted him to change this one line, and the line was just like, "My middle school, like my gym teacher, like wanted to rape me, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. like, but like too bad he was a guy." And then the gay activist who like wrote the original song that it samples wanted to change the line to my middle school teacher like wanted to fuck me too bad I'm now 35 which is like kind of funnier right um, <laughs> and, but then like Eminem was like oh, man I was so mad about that but like I wanted to do my line about rape but I couldn't ah! uh, uh, don't so he's control like, so me Dre and I went back in the studio and he was like I tried to come up with like a different beat but like ultimately I couldn't yeah because I feel like he had already kind of made the song and like it already no, worked what I mean? That and that beat is beat. so My name fire. Is he knew he couldn't come up with anything better without a South African well, activist. And you know, that beat, it's almost a little like Transylvania. It's like that harpsichord that's like a little bit minor and kind of like funky in this way. I love us both being like different types of musicologists yeah. on this pod. Like, you're talking about Transylvanian minor chords, and I'm kind of dropping ska tracks that you don't know, and I don't really, like, know what you mean by a minor. minor. Yeah. Um, it means when it's a little dack, a little no, bit more I mean, sad. I know you know what, what a minor chord is. I, I kid. I know what a minor but chord is. But that harpsichord chord has that kind of tinny sound that it, like, does evoke something, like, a little bit, like, Dark and haunted, twisted. like, spooky. Yes. Um, and I think like that gives that song this like playfulness, that, totally that menace, creepy, playful. Creepy. I escape from a mental institution, well, and that's and that was so like. And he was, I feel like he's so like straight jacket, and like that era is like a little bit well, like. Well, isn't punk the video? He sweet. like it was so pop punk in that era to be Blink like eighty two is also breaking so that, out yeah. of a straight jacket and like running nude, and then like ass but that gives him and i think that's also like you know when you talk about him being a bridge between the black community and the white community which i think is like a huge like goal of his that he like talks about a lot in the book and he was just like the last sentence is i doesn't didn't matter that i was white i just like hope people like like my music and that i was a bridge and he like feels like he got a lot of white people into rap music and he also like you know got a lot of black people to respect white rappers. (laughs) (laughs) 
rap forced me to deal with people socially. It forced me to get off my ass and shout shit at people. It felt good. Hip-hop was a community where I could fit in, and it really didn't matter that I was white. Hip-hop made me feel like I was on a team. I, I think more he's trying to tell people, because I feel like so many early cancelistas were like really trying to make him like an appropriator. And I think he's just trying to say, like, I love, I love everyone. Black I love music. And, yeah, I was doing the music I liked. Right. And obviously, you know, there's a difference between Eminem and like Limp Biscuit, who were being, I feel like Eminem was much more like part of the Detroit like rap community rather than kind of like the suburban rap rock that like came out of that, that I would say probably was a little more like just angry suburban white guy stuff. Right. I feel like the whole thing with Eminem is that more like he is from a poor community in Detroit and like did have a lot of black friends and was like, yes, we're rapping. And that's why it was hard for him to be accepted because he was really trying to be accepted, like specifically by the hip hop community, by black rappers. I'm just saying and it wasn't Eminem like- has more like cred than I feel like some of the others of that era. Well, he definitely, I don't think that, but I don't think Limp Biscuit is a good comparison. I think what is a good comparison is like Vanilla Ice, for example, which he talks about. And he's like, Vanilla Ice made it so hard for white rappers to be accepted. And he's like, after Vanilla Ice, like no white rappers can get any respect because like Vanilla Ice is such a tool. And like Vanilla Ice really like was a joke and was like not coming. This is what I'm saying. I feel like Fred Durst was coming from more of a Vanilla Ice standpoint of like being more of like, a joke to the rap community and I think he was like trying to be a little more like hip hop. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I don't think that Limp Bizkit is trying to do what Vanilla Ice was doing. I'd say I can get the criticism more of like people who are fans of rap and were just like rap rock like sucks and like Eminem was being an actual rapper is what I'm trying to say. Right. Well, that's I mean, that's a whole whole different story which is more like genre delusion and like diluting like diluting a genre so that it like doesn't feel like what it's supposed to be because in that sense Eminem also is very like faithful I think to hip hop's roots because like his music is very much just like Exactly. That's all because at that same time I think people were trying to also put Eminem with the Corns and the Fred Durst and like that whole crew because that music came up at the same time. Well, so this comes back to another, I think, this other topic though of this like bridging the black and the white community and also being a voice for like underclass resentment, which I think that like Eminem definitely is. And like Corn and Limp Bizkit, I think also became a little bit associated with that because of like being punk and being anti-establishment and being kind of skater and being like a little bit in that world. And like Eminem was even more like I am. Yeah, but like white he was like trash, I am like, poor. I'm like had like you know was going from trailer to trailer. Yeah, and then like the corns and Limbiscuit were just like, yeah, like I'm from the suburbs and like yeah, it and fucking suck. And I think their work is definitely less sort of class less powerful, less powerful and less class conscious, and it's a little more I'm a freak, you know. Yeah. But all this is to say that I think that Eminem was like partly successful because I think his sound, in addition to his like a like being so like faithful to like hip hop, hip hop roots, hip hop roots, and like the hip hop sound, and just like you know, us saying the hip hop sound over and over in, in this episode. Oh well, actually, I have a really funny question to ask you after this. Okay, his sound was individual, but then also had a lot of both. Um, material and then like references that mm. like drew in white people to the hip hop world. But here's my question for you, Lily. Mm. What do you make of the current state of hip hop?
<laughs> I have been waiting for you yeah. to ask me that. First, actually, since we started the pod, <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, and, you know, as a, a former hip hop critic, mm. um, I think you've written, what is it, three or four books on the history of hip hop? Three or four, yeah, books on the history of hip hop. And then I've also been a talking head on some PBS documentaries about and if the I history rec- of hip hop. And if hip-hop. I recall, yeah, and you followed Migos around on tour for on three tour. and a half years. Um, and as you know, I was also with the Lady Breakdancing crew from 2007 <laughs> to 09. Um, yeah, the break at snow. You yeah, guys absolutely destroyed at regionals. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we were a bridge also for many communities. No, speaking yeah, of bridges. Many communities. Um, you know, and I think when I talked about that Fred Durst part, it's because I also, you know, I was a Fred Durst groupie. I was more into West Borland. Um, he was so oh, hot to me. so Wes. Just one thing is that, and why I brought up the Fred Durst things, because Eminem's first festival was Warp Tour, mm, which is yeah. interesting that he, you know, because it's like he was getting put more in that kooky pop punk era. Which had this anti-establishment kind totally. of energy to it. I guess my question for you is like, do you think, because I do feel like Eminem kind of I mean, I will say this, it. I am like less into rap now than I was as a teen. Well, I think it's interesting because now hip-hop is so pop-inflected and it's so ubiquitous and it's much more like every song on the radio is basically hip-hop now but there's also a lot less like the rap itself i think is is less of the feature of all that music and yeah it's a little more of like the pop rap and i'm sure there's many people i'm leaving out it's no, a I little know. more like four people on it where it's like doja cat and i mean i do love sweetie um <laughs> Who's no, your favorite rapper right now? I mean, my favorite rapper is Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj, you're a barb. And I think Nicki Minaj is a genius, and I think she's brilliant. And like, I think that like, and and a lot of ways similar to Eminem, I think like she has she's like silly boots. She's very silly. She's doing a million different like characters and accents. I like. I do like when in the book when he'll talk about like the specific way he rhymes. He's like. When I was rhyming birthday with first place, like that was like oh, he was like compound, I wasn't like, really rhyming. It was a like, compound syllable rhyme that like my, that proof was also doing. He was like, "Whoa, like you're doing this for doing this." And like I think like Nikki does these rhymes that are different like that that are like so funky and silly. And she has like incredibly clear diction and rhymes really fast in this way that's very impressive in the way that Eminem does. So I um I like her a lot, but yeah, I think most of the rap that you're on the radio these days is not as. It's just not and as... And that kind of my faves of that total 90s, early 2000s. It's not as technically impressive. And it's not... And it doesn't showcase the technicality of the rap. I, feel oh, like I literally start... I have chills hearing... <laughs> I'm like foaming you talking about the state of hip-hop right now. It's hot. I know. Um, it's extremely, it's extremely yeah, erotic. It's so sexy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like... Before, I've never felt a sexual tension between us, but now that you're talking about kind of lyricism mm. and just and the state just of hip hop state it of, of hip hip hop celebrity book club this week on the VIP lounge we're talking about our crazy trip to Vegas rodeos blackjack martha stewart cats doves and more if you're not a member of our patreon well i think now honestly is the time to subscribe it's 5 dollars a month that's one sixteenth of a Vegas buffet price. 
It's a steal anyway you slice it. Go to patreon.com slash cbcthepod and subscribe. I arrive. I go to the Paris Casino, which is one of... It's magical in there. It really it is. is. No, you feel like you're in the streets no, of Paris. Paris, seeing the signs that say Les Toilettes and Le Reception. <laughs> and Le Vendor Pomp Paris. <laughs> oh, but you're like... Will well, the, the real, real segments, segments please stand, stand up? What does she eat? What does she wear? How does, How does she, she live? Mom's spaghetti. Um, <laughs> so, Mom's spaghetti, we have not been. But it is a restaurant in Detroit. Or yes. is it in Chicago? No, it's in Detroit where he's from. Right. Um, and it's like fast, casual pasta. Nice. And I think it's made to look like a bodega. Okay, cool. Like a badass. Yeah. And I think it's very like you get mile. a cup of pasta. Anyway, what does Eminem actually eat? I mean, as we know, he was addicted to pills for a long time. Yeah. Um, and now he's sober and he Doesn't... was looking much slimmer at the Super Bowl. He was looking slim, slim, shady, shady, much more kind of just like brunette and serious and slimmer. I feel it's funny still to this day when he's a brunette, he just like looks like such a lesbian. Do you know what I mean? He is. It's very like (laughs) just serious butch on vacation in this way. It's like very public school teacher. Yeah. Who's overwhelmed. (laughs) (laughs) Again, goes back to me. It's like if you are peroxide and like in a huge slim shady sweatpants, the glasses would have worked. But yeah. with my current old look, that didn't work. I mean, what is he eating? I honestly am just like, I feel like he's a little like food is fuel and like salmon with like a, a really buttered rice. Mm, I'm not seeing that. I think that he is just like so many big trays and it's just this is what i'm saying it's like i'm thinking this because i walked by this bar by my house and they were selling you're not ready for this the menu salmon for 40 this is like a a corner bar i was like at a bar with with like a pop-up chef and i was like what the fuck are you doing with this 40 dollar salmon and it was like two sides i feel like it's a little soul food but not so soul food in this big tray of salmon with like Oh, you think it's like salmon smothered in Old Bay and there's like like mac and cheese. Mac and cheese and collards. I think there's big trays, but I think it's a little bit more game day and it's just like chili. Wings. Wings, nachos. And it's like, and there's like the the housekeeper is like, oh, like Clarita, like what did you make today? And she's just like, I made chili. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then sometimes there's salmon. (laughs) And he's like, this broccoli's dope. All right, occasional salmon. We'll have occasional to fact check that. Occasional salmon and occasional chili. What does he wear? Uh, I mean, obviously he has this iconic hip hop style from the early two thousands. I feel right. like right now he's. I mean, he's and, still wearing expensive sweatpants and like yeah, a, a rough, like a vintage Rough Riders like hoodie, and then like the smallest beanie. Yeah, I do wonder like what his because he's had like I don't know like four albums come out in the past like ten years that like no one has heard of or whatever, but like. I mean, or slash they're all just, like, still the best-selling album of the year, but, like, I don't know why. I know, like, his modern... I think it's just a little more heathered, like, at home. Heathered at home, but then maybe, like... Like, I feel like he's a... Maybe, like, I want to say, like, he's three-piece suit. It is, like, 
too bad, I feel like his style, early 2000s, one of those people that like was so amazing and he was in so many cool puffers and he talks about like to make money, how he was like painting people. Oh, like, my oh God. that's another gay thing. Sorry, he was painting... like, making jeans and puffers. Yeah, that was wild to me that he was making custom like he would like paint Easy E on the back of someone's denim jacket for them, and he was stealing all this puffy paint and then like making beautiful designs. So and inspired. also his drawings throughout the book. Oh, he's, he's, a great he's an amazing artist. artist. Very deviant art. I was about to say he's so Tumblr in this yeah. way, where it's like, oh, so it turns out he's trans. Yeah, <laughs> Stevie, and, and no wonder he approves. <laughs> How does he live? I think it's just like big ass, comfortable leather couch. Yeah, I just picture like the hugest, emptiest house where it's just like so. Well, his leather, office was marble. extremely me. It was like dolls and DVDs. It was and dolls books. and DVDs. I love the part where he was just like, I love man, DVDs. I'm always watching oh. DVDs. People are always joshing me for watching the same DVDs over and over again. I don't care. I memorize the director's commentary on my fave DVDs. <laughs> Obsessed. I know, I love when people, but he's like, big mahogany desk. Oh yeah, I, I love when people talk about their love of like a piece of culture, but as kind of the way they inhale it. Because like now people will be like, oh, you know what my interest is is Netflix. Yeah, you're like I love Spotify. Yeah. You're like M- music, movies, music. Or? Do you like yeah. you just simply like music. The surface. That's it's a mahogany desk. I think the office is still pretty packed. Like tons of gold so many records. framed gold records. Tons of rooms for all of his, like, adopted children. I guess what's interesting to me is I feel like he has not, like, updated the house to current times. And it's still being very 2005 and, like, cup holder massive, so many leather sofas and, like... With... I tried out this leather sofa once when I was waiting for my car to be fixed. And it had, like, little lights and USB chargers in them. And I think he, like, just got a new one of those, maybe. Or, 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 I'm totally wrong, and he has run out it, and now it's just, like, has, like, brand new, like, marble floors and then, like, cedar floors and a different floor, and there is, like, an infrared sauna and, like, a gym he doesn't use. Cedar floors. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder about kind of his assets in that way, where it's, like, is he... He is so fucking rich because he he was, like, the last person to get rich off the music industry. And he even talks about in this book, he's like, no one's buying albums anymore. You know what's insane? So I was looking at a list, top-selling artists of the 2000s, the 2000s decade. You're on Billboard.com. I was on Wikipedia. (laughs) Guess who number one is? Mathers? Eminem. Wow. I mean, it makes sense. But but all the other ones, it's like Drake, Rihanna, Taylor Swift, like people who are, I think, are... But that's because he was the last of the CDs, He was CDs, the last of man. the CD era. And so they all like became popular just by having like gazillion hit songs like throughout the entire decade. And like, you know, he was only like super popular until like 2003, 2004. But because he was so popular in those three years because you could sell so many fucking albums. It's so like, many CDs. I mean, do you just remember everyone had that like, copy? He said the thing. It's like first week sales of its greatest hits album were like five hundred thousand. You would never do five hundred thousand or anything now, and that was like a shitty album for him. So I think it's framed so many gold records, and then like also I do think it is huge photos of his children and like frame photos of like his art. I actually think it's like a little the Ooh, house you know, is a little more crowded. And okay. Oh, and do you think? Yeah, I think he has like custom paintings of his children. Yeah, I think it's like big gilded frame yeah. custom painting of Stevie Haley and Alana. Yep. I bet her low bed. I think it's medium. I can't imagine him like going that low because he'd be like, that's gay and that's for two men to do something in their own bedroom alone. Yeah. But high almost also seems too femme in this way. Yeah. Because think... like, he is single. Yeah. And he's not being so like, I don't think he Marriage bed with so many like throw pillows. 
But I do feel like it's a four poster. I feel well, like it's you don't a, think it's like a black, like black headboard, or is it so cheesy and white leather? Okay, maybe I take that all back. It's a white leather headboard. It's got a really deep base in between the mattress mm, and the mm-hmm. knot in the floor, yes, but it just, is medium height. And there's tons of like room on the side for like yes, it's like chargers and iPads. And do you think he's still pulling tail? I kind of feel like he hasn't had sex in two years. I agree. Since the Super Bowl, yeah. And fifty was like, dude. And he could you have to get some tail. You have to get some tail. And fifty's just like, yo, M, like, do you he want call this chick? Call this chick. Like, she can come over and like Hoover and you like, up. And he's like, I can't come anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay, who are you in the book? I mean, there are parts of me that I'm. Obviously not as, like, angry as M. But you are, so, like, selling T-shirts. I'm selling T-shirts, also his handwriting. So half of this book is, like, his lyric pages. All these, all of his lyric pages are so me. And, like, my weird half-written creepy comedy notebooks that are such crazy scrawls. Yeah, it's very, there's, it's very, like, there's a method to the madness, but honey, all I see is madness. Like, it's very, yeah. it's very crazy. You do scrawl in a crazy way. Um, so I would say that's the part I related with. Cool. You, so you're Marshall Mathers. So I'm Marshall Mathers, but just kind of the skit part about him. Are you... What is Gail Drigo Ken Gaddiff? <laughs> My Elton John's husband? Being like, no, it's hilarious. The cock rings are hilarious. Yeah, we love the cock rings. <laughs> They're really fun. I'm trying. You've met M once. Um, I'm triumph the insult comic. I was dog. about to say your triumph. I yeah. think you are. <laughs> You're like this crazy puppet, just saying ridiculous things. I'm a mean little puppet. <laughs> anyway, I actually really like this book. I thought it was eye-opening. It was beautifully laid out. I have to say, this is something it's I'm going to keep on my coffee table. Yeah. I think this is. I'm going to give it a four point two puffy painted puffers that Eminem made out of five because truly it, through the graph design the photos are amazing I give it four out of five bullets and a Glock um, um, and I think I would love guests in my home to just come in and be able to flip through these amazing photos and there's you know huge quotes you can just kind of grab onto something and it's just it is I think a record of a time of the early 2000s and what was really happening during that time yeah and there's a ton of like gorgeous backstage photos and like, you know, concert passes and lyrics, you and know, crumpled up pieces of paper. And um, yeah, you really remember. Wow, it was a it was a different era. It really was. It was fun. It was fun. <laughs> we, we were, were buying CDs, watching music videos. We were having fun. Back now back. what do we do? Just scroll, 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 scroll. scroll. Well, club kids. Uh, it's been another wild journey through a celebrity's book. Um, go buy a CD. Go go <laughs> buy a head CD. Head over to Best Buy and buy a twenty four ninety nine <laughs> Selena Gomez disc. Listen to it on your JVC. Support the industry, <laughs> yeah. please. Best. Best. Celebrity Book Club is presented by Prologue Projects. The show is produced by Benjamin Frisch. With editorial support from Leon Nafok, Andrew Parsons, Arlene Revelo, and Madeline Kaplan. Our production manager is Percy Verlin. Original theme song by Stephen Phillips Horst. 
artwork by Teddy Blanks at Chips NY. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CBC The Pod. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review and don't forget to tell your friends. Well, about us. And don't forget to go to patreon.com for access to the VIP Lounge, our exclusive bonus podcast. Yo, 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 I get on the mic and I spit it like a dyke. That's right, I'm a lesbian, but I don't eat pussy and I do like dick because I do be doing dick stuff all night with my mom and my dad and my other dad. Boom, boom, uh. Uh, uh, uh. What up, my name is Lily boom, and boom, I do boom, get boom, silly I knock boom, rhymes in Boston boom, like Ben boom, Affleck We boom, eat Boston baked beans boom, and boom, clams We love boom, seafood boom, but hate boom, fucking ham Your boom, ass is mine uh, I don't uh, eat dick. Oh, oh, shit. I ain't a faggot, bitch. So oh, suck this clip. Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> Wait, I totally Steven thought I was Smith in. rhymes like a little bitch. He wants his mac and cheese because he's rich. <laughs> <laughs> Put some foie gras on it, then I'ma eat a dick. I'm a little faggot, bitch. Give me a ship. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Fuck. You really want. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Need an easy button to feed your baby? Baby Bretza's Formula Pro Advanced makes a perfectly mixed warm formula bottle automatically at the push of a button. No air bubbles, no fuss. Literally, choose your temp, select your ounces, push start, and you're done. Works with virtually all formulas and bottles. Say goodbye to the 3 a.m. feeding chaos and hello to this revolutionary, stress-free solution. Raising a baby is hard enough. Let Baby Bretza make feeding a breeze. Get your Formula Pro Advanced at babybrezza.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.